and welcome back to the Across the Pod podcast. And first of all, thanks, happy Thanksgiving to all of our American listeners on the podcast. I'm, as ever, your host, Andy Davis, and just mentioned it's Thanksgiving week, so therefore it's the best week of the football calendar. And who better than to get a family team that plays every single year on Thanksgiving? With me, making a returning appearance to the show, back with me today, it's Asleep at Works, Aaron Fletcher. Aaron, first of all, how are you? I'm good, mate. I'm looking for. I'm just so excited for what is it? Eight game slots this week of of football, and between. I know you and me are going to have a little bit of a problem on Saturday. Is the the only day without the NFL? City play Liverpool, so oh, there's it's, there's um, all that going on. But it's a, it's a big weekend of football, and I am all for it. I can't wait. It's huge. I mean, it's. The first week since week four, I believe it is, where there's no bye week. Every team's playing. Um, you know, you mentioned that you've got the three Thanksgiving games. You've got the first ever Black Friday game, uh, which yep. involves my team, Dolphins. Then you've got the regular Sunday slate, the Sunday night football, 6pm, 9pm, Monday night football. So it's turned to a great week. And of course, you mentioned it. Then, of course, um, City-Liverpool Saturday, half 12, which is, um, I hate having afternoon after a break, but it's, um, you know, for me, it's in a space of, What's that going to be? 12 hours. I've got the team I probably hate the most in the NFL. It's one of two teams. And then also within less than 12 hours later, you've got a team that's probably, say probably definitely causing the most heartache in my fandom being a Liverpool fan. So, um, yeah. I'm okay if you say hate. I'm okay if you say hate. Well, the thing is, I think Man U's a typical rivalry for Liverpool yeah. fans, but I actually, they've only once ever been. Every year it's been literally we've it's only been either been them or us. It's never been both. Apart from that one year, oh eight, oh nine, it's never been in my lifetime anyway. And I think even when we were good, they were bad and vice versa. It's never been really yeah. manual going for a league title, apart from one year in memory, or even you know, we almost had a Champions League final against them one year, but literally City yeah. have beaten us to three titles, all of them on the last, on the last day of the season. So um for me, yeah, it's caused yeah. they've caused me a lot of pain and um you know, but then again, you never know with recent developments, we may get our titles back. Gerald might actually get his medal after all this time. But um, but we are on here to talk about Liverpool, as much as I love here to talk about Liverpool City. We are here to talk all things NFL. And it starts off on Thursday today. Uh, we're recording this podcast at right now is 10.22 a.m. So in a few hours time, 5.30 p.m. for UK listeners. Uh, I believe it's about 12.30 p.m. Eastern. It's a Annual game in Detroit. I was there for the Detroit game last year on Thanksgiving. I can vouch for personal experience. It's a great experience on Thanksgiving, watching a game in Detroit. And it's a rivalry. NFC North rivalry, as you, as you take on the Packers. Um, now, what's your prediction for this game? Um, I was saying to... I was on a, another podcast last night, uh, the NFL around the UK, and like really excited to talk about this one because... It feels like the first time in my life of watching the Lions with the favourites going in on Thanksgiving. Um, I've been very much a, I've been very much feeling over the last few years like I've been one of the people who's kind of been just take us off Thanksgiving. I hate the fact that we just get drubbed in front of the world on Thanksgiving and we just have to be that team that does it. But I'm really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a lion. I think the Lions are going to win. I don't. I don't have any worries whatsoever. Sunday gave me a little bit of a fright. I'm not going to lie, to be honest, against the Bears. But I think the 
with the occasion, the way the team's playing, the way the Packers are at the moment, I think this is a this is a, a Lions win by more than a score. Yeah, I agree. As you say, I've I was going through my predictions and it felt weird putting the Lions to win on Thanksgiving because you know I don't think I've ever seen the Lions win on Thanksgiving in my five or two years properly watching the NFL, like properly knowing watching it every week religiously. I don't recall ever having a Lions seeing the Lions win a game on Thanksgiving, and you know, it's been a I was even watching, you know, I saw you watch it, so I watched it, the Barry Sanders documentary. Literally, you've won, you've had two playoff wins in 60 years, which is nuts. So, um, no, no, just one playoff win in 60 years. I think I didn't realise that your last win was the first win in 30 years. So, you know, yeah. I think this year, I think unless something goes wholly wrong and the seeding goes against you, you should end that drought as well. But, uh, yeah. I mean, for you to, right now to be the second seed in the NFC, you know, your one, you know, one win behind the um, Eagles in the NFC seedings. I mean, again, we mentioned Thanksgiving. I've never seen the Lions be this. I've never seen you have eight wins in the season, half maybe a couple of times in my lifetime. So for you to be eight wins already, eight and two after, what, week 11, um, it's just, that must be, to be a fantastic feeling. It, just, it might just feel like almost weird and not not quite right that you're actually doing well. No, you're absolutely right. I think, again, one of the stats pulled up to me last night on the other podcast was this is the first time since 1993 that the Lions have been top of the division on Thanksgiving. Since 1993. Um, it, It really is a weird one. And again, it feels like, I think if you look at the Barry Sanders documentary, or even if you look at a, bit, a little bit closer in time at the time we had uh, Calvin Johnson and Matthew Stafford, you could take the fact that during Jim Caldwell, the Jim Caldwell era, we were never below eight wins in a season. Um, but I think a lot of that you can put down to Calvin Johnson goes down as one of the great, great, greatest wide receivers of all time. Barry Sanders, he, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but for me, goes down as the greatest running back of all time. No, I'd agree. I had, um, I had in our, we had a um, sorry, we had a um, all-time team podcast about a year ago, I think it was maybe two years ago, and I had Barry Sanders my running back because I think that Eminem points out rightly that he didn't have the team around him. And I know that you know oh. you, you you're worst if you're a star man and the worst team you're going to get more touches, but the things he was doing and the amount of yeah, I think two two thousand yard seasons and so many one thousand yard seasons and. Um, you know, I, I thought that he was just having watching football life as good as the likes of Emmett Smith and Walter Payton and um, people like that. Are. I, I think Barry Sanders was just, I think, just so dynamic. He, I think, the one running back I think that would would manage would in, in a modern day system. And I think that he, yeah, he yeah. for me, he is the best. And I, I know a lot of Lions fans will, will all say that as well. Yeah, and I think, but kind of to my point, it's just a bit you can put down. So some of those really good seasons is the fact that how far can can what can one of the greats take and take a bad team? How far can a great take a bad team? And it, it's usually about that far on their own. Um. So and you can kind of put it down to your Calvin Johnson's putting the team on the back. You can put it down to Barry Sanders putting the team on the back. Whereas right now we have some quality players. Don't get me wrong. I am very much in love with the vast majority of this roster. But we don't have anyone who I don't think is going to be at this moment in time. We'll we'll see how their careers pan out, some of them, because they are young. But none of them, to me, stand out as this is going to be the best in the NFL by far. This person's going to be going down as 
I'm not putting anyone down as a first ballot Hall of Famer yet or anything like that. This is a that just is this is a damn good team that's playing damn good football, and that's what you can put it down. It's not a fluke. It's not luck. It's hard work, grit, and effort, and and it's not a a great or a truly great player just putting the team on the back and carrying us as far as they can go. So, yeah, and like I say, it, it culminates in the fact that tomorrow we can have the first Thanksgiving game in a long time where we feel confident. Going into the Bills game last year was really good. We all felt confident because we'd started that in- incline from the really bad start to the season and we'd gone on the winning run of, what was it, like three games? And we were really starting to get going and we only narrowly lost that game to the Bills and it, it, it was a good game the whole way through. Neutrals enjoyed it. This year, though, I think it's going to be a little bit different. Like I say, it's I don't even think... I think it's going to be more than a score between us. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think, go back to that Bills game, that is, you know, I've been... You all know my story now. If you haven't seen this week on my Twitter, I've been to now all 30 stadiums in the NFL and I think of all the games I've been to, whether it's the games in America, whether it's London games, I think that, for me, it stands clear by some way is the best game I've ever watched live, NFL game. It really is because... I've been to a lot of games where, you know, it's been, you know, it's been a low-scoring game or it's been, you know, double-digit win or stuff like that. Um, you know, I think Chiefs Raiders runs yeah. it, is more that point runs it the closest. Uh, but I think, for me, that Bills-Lions game to be there on Thanksgiving as well and just the back and forth and stuff again, Lions going ahead multiple times and then you thought they'd want it towards the end and that throw from Allen to Diggs would get him to field goal range. Um, and that was just, that was yeah. just fantastic, fantastic experience. But I, I think this year is your biggest year. And I think that as well, we, yeah. we, we did, we talked, you touched on then and we talked about it uh, on with, with George Gator this week on our week 11 review is that, like you said, Barry Sanders, he was the only star in amongst him of bad players. A bit like the guy behind me, if any of you can see who are watching on, on my YouTube, actually, I got you can see there Stephen Gerrard a bit a bit like him. Uh, back that he was the only guy in a in a bad, really a bad team. But this team you got now is literally like there's so many there's there's so many good players. There's no star. You know you've got Jared Goff who's you know Jared Goff who never gets the headlines. You've got Sam Brown who probably gets the most headlines. But you got Dave Montgomery and Jameer Gibbs who I think Jameer Gibbs is going to be special. You got two running backs oh, who yeah. equally share a load. No one's seeing the headlines. You know you've got Penny Saul and a really good offensive line. A defense, Aiden Hutchinson is is an absolute star, and we said that on Tuesday. It's once again the second overall pick for two years in a row that looks better than the first pick. And there's so many great players without there being a star, and I think that works so well for team balance. And they all seem to fit into Dan Campbell's system. You know, like Nick Sirianni with Philadelphia, he seems to get his city. He met coaches Dan Campbell, and he's done a great job. I mean, to be one and six last year, but since that point, the run you've been on, I mean, it's you know, it's a yeah. fantastic run, and it's just. I think everyone who isn't maybe a Packers, Vikings or Bears fans can say that. I think everyone's just so happy that Lions doing well because everyone's got a soft spot for them. You know, I think whether it's down to you, know, you like Eminem's music and you want them to do well for that sake or it's just the fact they've you know, been a losing team for so long. I think like the Browns, I think that Browns 2020 year was exactly the same. Everyone was sort of rooting yeah. for the Browns because of so many years of mediocrity. And I think it's the same thing with the Lions. I think everyone's going to be when I think inevitable comes and this injury takes place and you win that playoff game, um, hopefully ourselves as well, um, then I think everyone's going to be just ecstatic for the Lions that they can they can actually yeah. say they, they won a game. And I think it's got to be exciting times for you guys. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think 
again, a bit. I'll say I said this all the time that the reason that we've been the and that we get asked all the time, what's it like to be NFL's like the everyone in the NFL's second team, like the one. I was like, well, for years, I don't think we have, but I think we've been everyone's pity team. And a bit <laughs> like, ah, one day you'll get there, and it's really nice watching all the little Detroiters have all that little bit of hope, and how cute is that? It's a little bit of an under. And I think now it's it is it's different. I don't think anyone looks at us with pity as a second team. I think what we've done really well, and you can see this in the way that um not not to get very conspiracy theoristy of the NFL on here, but in the way that the NFL's thrown some assets at us. We opening game of the season. They've ne- I know they can't really take Thanksgiving off us, but the increase, the uh, dramatic increase in primetime games and decent slots with the ability to have multiple games at the end of the season shifted. Um, I think the NFL have put a lot of assets into us and it shows in that way now why we're somewhat America's second team. And the NFL second team, because of what we encapsulate, what we're about, what the franchise is about, and how they're doing things, Dan Campbell, just everyone loving him and his huge jug of coffee every morning and all that sort of stuff. I think, uh, and it, it's yeah, it's it's always been a bit of a pity and a bit like, come on, do something. We, we really just we just want you to, we want to know the signs of life in there to. I think something very, very different. And I've, I've, I'm fortunate because, again, I've said before, the amount of friends that I've got that live in the Detroit, Michigan, Detroit area in the, in the state of Michigan, the amount of Detroit Lions friends I've got who live across the state, who've grown up with this, I haven't. I, To a certain extent, like I can say I can kind of grew up with what I grew up with with Manchester City, but I, I didn't grow up with this for the Lions. I didn't go through 0-16. I'm very fortunate as a fan, but I, I feel very even more fortunate that I've been there to watch. And I've been part of, I've been enough in the journey to feel part of that kind of going from nothing to watch, to watching that narrative and the, sh- the, the shift in, in the narrative. So it's, it's beautiful. And it, it's them that I'm more happy for than anything. Again, I, I'm, ve- I'm very lucky already. It, it's them who've got, you know, had the years of hurt way more than I have. It sounds like me and you've got very similar situations because, again, I've been a Dolphins fan since 2009, but really only really properly support the team since 2015. And I've you know, I've got friends of mine who, you know, basically all became fans because Dan Marino, and they've really, they've had the, you know, the, the post-Marino era since 2000 onwards, and they've had a lot more years of pain. Even when Marino was there, all these playoff losses that you had when Marino really was... We, we, we waited this chance of getting a Super Bowl and, it, and obviously same with yourselves, like, you know, and a little quiz for you here, Aaron. I mean, the Lions got the current longest playoff win drought with 31 years. Um, mm-hmm. And then ourselves a second was 22 seasons since our last playoff win. I've got to say, was it 2001 uh, or 2000? Yeah, so yours is the 1991 NFC Divisional Round. Uh, ours was the 2000 AFC Wildcard Rounds. Now, can you guess, I think... Both of us are going to, you'd hope, you'd think, going to end this drought this year, unless something goes wrong. Can you guess, if that was the case, which team would then take over as the team with the last playoff game in? And I'll give you a hint. 
They're on the bubble. They're not out of the playoff hunt. They're not in the playoff hunt. They're around the bubble at the moment. Is it Washington? They're, they would be stared the fourth longest drought, the third longest drought. Their last win coming the year they made the Super Bowl is the Las Vegas Raiders with their last win coming in the 2002 oh, yeah. AFC title game. So, um, I mean, they're not going to be in the playoffs. I, I think I'm doing an article at the moment where I'm talking about teams who are not going to make the playoffs who are on the bubble and they're one of the teams I've talked about because, yeah, I think there's just there's just no one there apart from yeah. Max Crosby and, you know, uh, of uh, really unhappy Devontae Adams. Who have they got, really? Josh Jacobs hasn't been the no. same. You know, and the defensive line is terrible. Um, but I will say they they beat they beat the Jets, the Giants, and they made our game close. So they're they're making improvements. And they could, you never know, they could make a run. But Aiden O'Connell, no, absolutely not. He's not going to do anything no. for them. So um, no. yeah, and is, is um, it the Bears just after that as well? So the, Be- the Bears are two thousand and ten. Yeah, so the Jets have got twelve years as of the Bears, um, and then the Cardinals, the Panthers, and Broncos. Amazing, the Broncos haven't won a play, haven't been in the playoffs since they won a Super Bowl um, in Super Bowl fifty. So it's um, yeah, crazy drought for them. Uh, but we better move on. Uh, but yep. before we do go on, of course, our last preview week came prior to week ten. I had Graham Henderson, aka the Kilted Texan, came on. We both got nine correct scores, so um, he's now fifth on the leaderboard, uh, with Keg still leading the way with 13 from week six, Sky second with 12 from week eight, myself in third with 12 from week six, and then third down the table, um, second bottom is Steve McGuinness, who got seven in week seven, and then I got six from week seven right at the bottom. So that's your challenge, remember? You've got to beat 13 and try and avoid getting no, feel... six. Do you, feel, do you feel a little spoilt this week? Because in comparison to anyone you've had since week four, I've got a full slate of games. I've got 16 games, so I can afford to get one or two wrong here. But um, I'm I'm, all, I'm looking for it. I'm looking forward. Go on. Well, I play this game a lot, so let's go. Well, you mentioned you being America's second team. Of course, the self-proclaimed America's team, and then the, the other team who play every year on Thanksgiving, 9.30pm UK time, they take on the Commanders. And for me, I don't think this game is worth talking about too much, to be honest. I think nope. it's an easy, easy prediction. Cowboys all the way, right? Oh, so I I, I had FA Abada to show them what Thanksgiving's really about. Um, but no, I'll go, I'll go Cowboys. Absolutely. No, I think it's, I've got it down here. Cowboys by, by two scores or more. It's not going to be a close one. Um, and luckily, I just, can I make can I make this comment that luckily they're in Dallas, so at least the commanders can shower all the feelings away after the game? <laughs> I don't know what that means. I'm gonna just put that I feel like I've missed something here. Oh uh, yeah. Wait, I'll I'll let you go till later. I'm not explaining that one. So people <laughs> okay. can be people can be Washington fans can be offended later. It's fine. Alright. <laughs> um the other Thanksgiving game, of course, this is the one game where it's full free reign every year. It's different teams. This year, we travel to Seattle, which is one of my favourite places to go in the NFL, as they host the San Francisco 49ers in an NFC West rivalry. Um, for me, um, I think I've also got to say the 49ers. I think the Seattle Seahawks look right now a bit in dire straits. Um, but not, the 49ers are having their own walk of life right now. A bit of a resurgence uh, with a win, and I think they'll get the win. Um, I think in Seattle, it's going to be a close game. Um, again, with with the can talk about NFL assets, they can't afford to have two games be a okay one plus got one score game, like a nine point game, isn't exactly a blowout. 
But if it's done the right way, the game will be over early and the Packers are just kind of bringing it back. I don't think the Cowboys-Commanders is going to be a particularly close game throughout the whole game. They need at least one game to provide some entertainment on Thanksgiving and it's going to be Thanksgiving night. So it's going to be a, it is going to be a close game. Um, games like that always tend to kind of pull up something, not necessarily just in the NFC West, but United, I think both teams can match up to an explosive day quite well. But I think you're absolutely right. I think the Niners, I think the Niners are just a bit more complete. I think the Niners just kind of they they shut down Geno's explosiveness and what Geno can do out the pocket a bit more, a bit better than what the Seahawks are going to be able to shut down for Brock Purdy in the pocket. So yeah, I it, it's Niners, but it's going to be a close one, maybe going down to like one of the last couple of drives of the game. Interesting. I mean, I think this game will be maybe a bit like the playoff game last year when the Seahawks maybe give them problems in the first two quarters, but the Seahawks 49ers ultimately get a job done. And I think that, um, you know, I think the bye week's come. I think some teams, you know, a bye week can come in and they can almost ruin their flow. But I think with, with nine, I think this, with the Niners, I think this bye week has come at a perfect time for them. It's given them the chance to to be refreshed, uh, and I think that ultimately, I think they'll they're going to come out there. I think down the stretch they're going to go back to their old um, weeks one to five selves, and I think they're going to they're going to have a great run. I think that they, for me personally, I think them and the Eagles are by far the teams to beat. And I think if it's not them two and yourselves and the Lions and the Super Bowl, I'll be very surprised. I think the 49ers are still my pick to win the NFC uh, after, what, week, week 11. And I got to shout out Paul Hope, a friend of the show who what actually won the predictions game last year. He went to San Francisco on the weekend, saw his first ever live Niners game and everything I've saw, seen on his socials on 49 Faithful UK's channels. He had a great time and of course they won. So, Looking forward to at some point getting him on in the next week or two to get his take on his first game. But yeah, happy for him that he got to see his team and um, and get the win. Um, now, we've done your team, Aaron. Now we're doing my team uh, as the Dolphins take on the Jets on Friday, Black Friday, which is the perfect time for UK fans, 8pm uh, UK time. And uh, before we do carry on, uh, Fins Nation UK, the fan group I'm in, the podcast I do, is purely Dolphins talk. Uh, we're having a watch party in London on Friday. Uh, I looks like I'm not going to make it. Um, looks like I won't be able to attend that. But if you're a Dolphins fan and you live in the London area or near the London area, um, do check out that. And um, there are details on my Twitter and on the Fins Nation UK socials uh, if you want to check out where that is in Leicester Square. Uh, if you want to go, yeah, do check it out. It should be a fun event as both Dolphins and Jets um, meet up and the fans I'll, have a little I'll, bit of a rivalry. If you are, I, I wouldn't bother. And Andy is the Dolphins in the UK. I wouldn't wouldn't get to think... A, a Dolphins event without Andy is not really a Dolphins event. <laughs> well, thank, thank you for that. That's uh, very kind of you to say. Um, I mean, actually saying that, if you are a, a Jets fan in the Manchester area, there's a watch party there. I think Sky covering it. And Former Jets safety Eric Coleman's going to be there. And I actually spoke to him this and week. And Lions safety. Of course, yeah, and Falcons. Um, I did speak to him this week. So if you haven't checked my TikTok yet, Andy Talks NFL, or my own Twitter page, Andy Davis Sport. The first part of that has come out. And the second part, I believe, will come out today, actually. My chat with him. I talk about his time coming to the watch party on the week, on the Friday night. And also the second part is all about his time with the Jets. So if you're a Jets fan, 
listening to the podcast or watching on YouTube, um, do check it out because it's um, yeah a nice little chat. Only about 10 minutes long, but it's it's a nice chat nevertheless. But yeah, this game for me, um, I've got a Dolphins win. I think that it worries me the fact that it's not Zach Wilson now because I think if Zach Wilson was there, even though he gave us problems at times last year, I think he beat us once and only just lost to us in the second game. But um, Tim Ball's a starter for this game and that gives me confidence. I think the defence gives me an awful lot of worry. I think this game won't be as one-sided, I think, as people are saying. But I'm still saying we're going to win the game. I just think that we were a bit shaky last week against the Raiders. We made that game far too close. And we should have had a lot of fumbles, a lot of um, errors. But at the same time, you know, we got a week extra. You know, we've had a week to shake off our rest. And I think against the Jets, I think it's going to be in the MetLife Stadium. It's going to be a good atmosphere, first of all. And I think it's going to be ultimately, yeah, a win. And I think it might be a double-digit win. But I think, I think it will be a game where I think it'll be a, Three point or seven point game and going into the fourth quarter. Now I think then the flood when the jet we maybe we take a fourteen point lead and the floodgates open and maybe we get a twenty one point lead or something like that. I think that's yeah. the way it'll go. I don't think it'll be close. I don't think it'll be easy for it. I think it'll be tight, but I think ultimately we'll get the win. But how are you seeing it, Aaron? Yeah. I mean, I I don't see. I think I see it being a bit more comfortable throughout for the Dolphins. I really do. The that Jets defense is really something. It's something else. It really is. But Tyreek Hill. I mean, it, uh, I, that's, I, all, I that's all we need to say. That's all we need to say. <laughs> um, the, the whole Dol- Dolphins offense. I think there 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 aren't very many teams at the moment, and I know we'll well all thirty two teams are playing this week, so we'll we'll cover a couple of them as we go. But I don't. There's not really an offense that that's like the Dolphins in terms of just look at all that talent, all of it, so much of it in in pure abundance. That it's one thing to have a great defense, but it's another thing to go up against that Dolphins offense right now. It's a completely different thing. So I think you're looking at the Dolphins are going to have it relatively comfortable purely because, and I get maybe yeah the the. The defense are going to make you work for it a little bit more. Don't get me wrong. However, I don't think your defense is truly going to struggle that much against the Jets. I don't. I think Zach Wilson and you just cause Zach Wilson a lot of problems, and they don't look good on the run. Great on the run game, they don't look great. So, as much as it it won't be the nicest day in the office for you on offense. It it might not be the greatest yard. It, it won't be another Denver Broncos game. Um the the their offense is gonna let you, I think, run away a little bit with it, potentially. So I've got Dolphins here by again, maybe I I'd I'd cover the spread on the Dolphins, put it that way. I I, I don't know what the spread is, but I'd take I'd take it. Okay, I mean, for me, it's, you know, I think that we saw last week with the Raiders game, I think the defence at the time won us that game and Jaden Ramsey made an unbelievable interception in the end zone in the fourth quarter, late in the fourth quarter, which, you know, my brother's a Raiders fan, so that was nice, the back and forth they had with him on, on Sunday. But um, I think that what we'll see, I think we see a lot of teams, I think, succeed this year when you see them often go and sort of cover two defence and they got sort of their two cornerbacks and they sort of, having both sides to cover cover Waddle and Hill or Hill, whoever's been there in Waddle's place this year when he's been injured. But 
I think you've got Source Gardner. I think if he's not on Tyreek Hill all game, I'll be shocked. But I think Tyreek Hill could have a quiet game in that sense. I think DJ Reed will be the one that will target. But at the same time, I think that teams have realized I think the Chiefs did it, the Eagles did it, the Bills did it. If you can just take the two main threats on offense out of the game, um, I do think that teams often have success. But I, I think, again, it down, goes down to that offense they've got. And I think that whether it's Tim Boyle, whether it's Zach Wilson, whoever plays in this game, uh, if Tim Ball's taken out of the game for some reason, Trevor Simmons, I think the actual backup, um, I just think that ultimately, whether it's Jalen Ramsey, whether it's Jalen Phillips, whether it's anyone on our defense, I think that will be maybe how we win the game is for our defense. And I think that's something that we haven't done always this year. You know, we gave up 30, over 30 points to the, to the um so the Chargers week one, we went to a 40 0 uh, deficit in the first quarter of the game against the Panthers or Giants, whoever it was. I think it was the Panthers. And yeah, I think our defense at the time has been a bit shaky, but I think our defense, I think since Ramsey's come in, has really upped their game. Uh, sh- shut out the Chiefs in the whole second half in Germany. So I think, yeah, I think that could be how we win the game. Um, but we are going to a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to preview the Sunday slate and the Monday slate. I've got I've got one really quick for oh, you. Oh yeah, go for it. You mentioned Tim Boyle. I'm going to hit you with a bit of trivia. Tim okay. Boyle has started three games in his career. Who were they for? Tim Boyle um, with an zero and three record. By the way, okay. he's never won a game he started. I think he's fenced down Rogers. I'm going for the Packers. Okay. Um, God, this is this is a tough one. Um, I think I see teams. You got. It's not. I don't think the Dolphins. Don't think they play for the Dolphins. Tim Boyle. Raiders? Okay. Uh, how, how, how many more goes do I get to guess? How many how many more lives do I have? I'll go well we the, there's a there's a time bomb ticking right up there. I won't <laughs> give you all that long, but I'll get give you a couple more. Broncos? Nope. My, my trivia is shocking here. Uh, did, did, did he so he started these games, right? Or... So he's played for the for the Packers, but he's never started. For the Packers, he's only ever started three games. Oh my god, this is tough, right? Giants, nope. Of course, how can I forget the Lions? Why, why that? <laughs> yeah, it was it was the Lions' 0 3 record. Well, I think he stepped in for Jared Goff towards the end of a couple of years ago. When 0 3 record, love it. Yeah, hopefully it's own four um, come Saturday morning, and hopefully you know we double the pe- double the joy when I when I see the hopefully Liverpool beat hopefully Erling Haaland less City on 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 that day. So it should be yeah. a good game. Well, get to know your opponent and all that sort of stuff. So <laughs> yeah, well, thank you for that. Um, right, we are head to our break. When we come back, we're going to head through our Sunday slate. See you guys in a moment. We are back 
to now talk all things the Sunday slate. So our usual 6pm UK, 1pm Eastern slot kicks off in Atlanta as the Falcons take on the Saints. Aaron, who's winning this game? I I have a bit of a toss-up with this one. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to lie. It's not the greatest division of all at the moment either. So I kind of got it as a bit of a toss-up, but I'm going to give it home field advantage this this time round and, and say Falcons. However, it, now saying that out loud... <laughs> I'm second guess, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to I'm gonna stick to what I said. Division game, Thanksgiving weekend, home field advantage for this one. Well, that is our first different score prediction. I'm gonna go for the Saints. Um, I just don't rate the Falcons at all. I think that the quarterback play has been horrid this year, and I just think that I think I have a bit more faith in the Saints. I don't think the Saints are great either. But I think they're top of the division for a reason. I think they just got the best overall all-round team out of the two. And I think that will just be the overall edge. Um, and the next game, of course, I think would have been a bit more exciting had Joe Burrow been healthy. But I think now Burrow is not healthy. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers will beat the Bengals in Cincinnati. I just think that, don't get it wrong, Steelers haven't been great on um, offense. I mean, I was at the game on Sunday. They were pretty bad offense. Pickett looked really bad, albeit against a great uh, Cleveland defense. I think that against the Bengals defense, which you know is good. Alan Rumor is a great coordinator, and I like Hendrickson. But I just think overall with the Burrow injuries, to really, it's going to really deflate the, the Bengals. I think you know, it could be a big fall situation, but that really could be just a one-off. Um, you know, like we always every year, people say, "Oh, they could do a Leicester." People say, "Oh, they could do a Nick Foles," but I, I don't think it'll happen. And I think that ultimately the Bengals five and five right now. They're struggling even with Burrow at times. Without him, I think they're going to have a this is disappointing end to the season. But we saw a couple of years ago, they had a bad injury to Burrow. They got a chase as a result, so they could use his chance to get a um, a receiver to replace the um, pending salary cap casual TT Higgins. So it may work out for, for this year alone for the best for them, and next year they could make a real run. But I think in this game, I think the Steelers are just, that defence alone is frightening. TJ Watt is just an absolute beast, and I think the Steelers will get the win. Uh, I'm going to go slightly different here and I am going to go for the Bengals. Okay, um, I like it. Okay, so I think I think the the one thing I think that I'm going to give to the Steelers as well is the firing of Matt Canada. And mm. I don't know if we, we find it in almost all sports. I, we, we've seen it in, in our, fo- our football, we've seen it in the NFL. Teams fire a coordinator or they fire a head coach or something. And then there's that immediate game afterwards where it's almost inexplicable but the whether it's players seem to whether it's a negative influence has gone and players just feel a bit better whether it's um you know whether it's players kind of realizing oh crap someone's just been fired here but we don't we we, we don't 100 percent know um but I think Steelers may get that offensive bump that some teams may get when firing an OC midway through the season, but I just think even even without Joey B, I think the Bengals have enough in the tank to potentially take this. Just just kind of take it, and in a close one, but I think the Bengals just just have it. Okay, interesting. Now, next game is one I found probably the second hardest one to predict in Houston as the Texans host the Jags. Now, 
yeah, it's tough for me because I think I really like CJ Stroud and it's a big AFC South game and I really like what they're doing the Texans. But I just think the Jags are I don't I think the Jags is overall best team. And I think that, you know, they had a bye week that came at the right time for them as well, I think. Um so I came at the wrong time for them, uh, on a great win streak. And they looked a bit rusty, you know, they lost to the Niners, but they got back to winning ways last week and I just think that they'll go on a they'll go on a run now and they'll be absolutely fine. I just think the Texans are probably due a loss. They've had a lot of wins recently and it is Strauss rookie year and as great as he's been and he's probably a lock now for offensive rookie of the year. I just think that maybe this is maybe one game too far and they may ultimately crumble here. But again, I will not be shocked if the Texans go out and win this game because that offense, Tank Dell and Stroud, particularly their connection is frightening. So yeah, but I, I think ultimately Jack get the win. Yeah, again, I, I've got Jags here. And again, I think it's going to be close. I think it's the first. There aren't many. I think, in fact, this might be the only one where I think it's a case of in the 1 p.m., 6 p.m. slate where it's a bit like, this is a good, good game. It's the one I think I've highlighted here that if I, I, I can only get a couple of screens going at the same time. But if I can only get one screen going or only one stream working at the time, that's the game I'm prioritising because it's just going to be a very, very good game. The Jags look bloody good. And I'm just, I love watching CJ Stroud. And if if anything's to go by in some of the games, both of them have had, both of them have had little like points in games where they've, they've gone ahead and a team's been able to come back a little bit and... It's got it's got to be a fun one to watch. Jags will take it. I, I'm com, com, confident in the Jags taking it, but I'm also very confident in CJ Stroud taking, take, uh, making Trevor taking Trevor Lawrence down to the wire, and forcing a couple of very really good drives from the Jags to be able to take it. And it 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 could be one of those where I think the Texans, as much as You'd you'd kind of think that maybe they don't make the playoffs. You wouldn't expect a rookie a rookie QB like that to just walk in and waltz the way into the playoffs because we all thought they were going to be terrible this year, a little bit better than last year. But we all thought they were they were going to be generally not great. And then hopefully next year CJ Stroud comes into his own. But yeah, it it it's going to be a very very good game with Jags taking it at the. Down to the wire. I'd, I'd, again, I don't know what the spread is, but I would I wouldn't even be comfortable comfortable looking at that game for <laughs> anything on on that kind of level. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, me it reminds me a bit of like when the Bengals, I think Burrow's second year when he had his first full fully healthy year, and there was that thing before the season where everyone thought, oh, they're going to be improved, they're going to get better, but they're not going to be great still on. Obviously, we all know what it went on. Did I'm not suggesting for a minute that the Texans are going to do the same and reach the Super Bowl, but I think I think they, I think they'll make the playoffs. I think they may even win a game, which I think could even be at our expense. And um, yeah, I just think ultimately they're going the right direction and they seem to have finally ridden away from a terrible, terrible few years. But this, this is the Sky Sports game. Uh, this is the game they've picked at six pm. Uh, I mean, like like yourself as well. So one. It's a rare Sunday where our teams aren't playing um, and I'll make the most of having just one screen for once and just having just red zone because sometimes when you watch a red zone and you're watching the Dolphins on Game Pass, you don't you don't always 
fully concentrate on the other games, so it'd be nice to um yeah. fully watch them all in full. Um, so next... I've got a quick question for you. I think yeah. regarding this game, um, I don't, actually, I think the question's gone. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought actually that was that was it. CJ Stroud, I absolutely one hundred and ten percent agree. I think he's a lock at this point, but who who's Who's the one who's challenging him for Rookie of the Year offensively? I've got one name and one name only for you. And I actually had him in our predictions episode as the offensive Rookie of the Year. Jordan Allison. He's come in. He was my favourite receiver from, albeit the five minutes on YouTube of highlights I've watched of each of each wide receiver. Uh, but he's just looked fantastic. And, you know, he reached out there, especially when you know, they were one and four and one and three, whatever, and they lost Jefferson for... For a while, and you know, Kirk Cousins been lost, but he just continued excelling, and he's just looked. If you if you watch NFL for the first time this year, and you watch Jordan Anderson play, you would not say, "Oh, that's that's a guy in his first year in the league." You would think this is an established professional who's been there for years. He's one of the best in the league. He's just looked every bit as good as he we thought he'd be, and I think he's been better than advertised as well. So, for me, I think okay. he's the closest. Um, I can't think anyone else really that's come close, really. Um, I mean, I think breakout stuff, I know he's not, a, I think he's not a rookie, but I really love seeing Jen and Warren. Uh, I think if you can have breakout start of the year, he's probably up there um, for me. But yeah, I think there's only really two standout candidates on offense. And unless I'm wrong, there's not many defensive players um, that I can think of that have done amazingly, I think. Eugene Stone is he a rookie? I'm not sure whether he's a rookie or not, but um, there's not. I think Will, Will, Will Anderson's been good, but there's not really many standout rookies. I don't think, apart from Stroud, Addison, and Anderson, in my in my opinion. Yeah, I think that that's fair. I was just curious because I, I said to someone, I, th- I said to a, a guy the other day, I was like, I think CJ Stroud could sit the year out now and still be offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, and. I think I, I, that's a that's a sentiment shared by a lot of people. However daft it may seem, I think mm. he, he he's been that good. So I was genuinely just curious to as as one of those where it was like it, it, if he would never wish this on it's not me wishing it on anyone about anything. But if if something happened and he was to to not be able to play the rest of the season, who who's the next name on the list? I, who who would be the one going for it? And I, I I'm just yeah. interested to know I, your thoughts. I, I'd say Addison by more. I mean. I'm going to recap myself over the draft now. I mean, Bryce Young hasn't been great, but it's a rookie year. Uh, Anthony Richardson was looking good, in my opinion. He went out with an injury. I, I really like Devin Witherspoon. He's probably one of the favourite. Actually, Jalen Carter. Jalen Carter, I've got to mention him, actually. Andrew may give, but Jalen Carter, yeah, I think he might actually win defensive rookie of the year. Um, I think he... I don't know whether you saw in the Chiefs game where he almost caught the, um, the spike. Did you see that on... Um, when uh, late on in the yes. game, yeah, it was incredible, and I think he he, he drops the ninth pick for, for personal reasons, and you know it was a big risk, and obviously stuff about not wanting to be drafted by certain teams and all that. Um, I think he's been fantastic. I think Paris Johnson's been disappointing. Tyree Wilson, who I loved coming into draft, I think he's been disappointing. Beach Robinson has been under has been misused more than disappointing. I think Alfred Smith has completely misused him, and I think that we'll see him next year. Um, I think we'll see him next year become, um, you know, a player that we all know he's going to be. I actually think one guy forgot about Puka Nakua, uh, a fifth-round pick, yes. I believe he was. He's just come out of nowhere and he's been brilliant. But I just think it has slightly slowed down in recent weeks. Um, Allison has just been lights out week in, week, in, week out. But, um, yeah, I think there's been a few, but I don't think so far it's been the best 
best draft class in the world, but I think there's a lot no. of time. So it's only year one, so there's a lot of time to go, and these things could could change year two, year three, year four. We all, we all knew that anyway. I think going into the draft this year, we all knew this was not the greatest draft class. I just, I kind of, sorry, I know I've kind of taken us on a little bit of a tangent here, but um, I think for me, Jameer, if Jameer Gibbs would have been given, uh, looking at him now and the way he's come into his own already, there was a catch he made on Sunday against the Bears. Mm-hmm. On one of the last drives of the on one of the drives in the game where I think um might be the one for Amon Ra St. Brown's touchdown. Um where the just the knowledge that he caught it in the middle of the field and managed to shake a tackle and run to the outside. Any other rookie sits and just go, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just sit. We've got the yards, go. Nope, he ran, went out, got out the sideline, stopped the clock, and got a few extra yards with it. So I think if he would have been given the same trust for the first few games, I think I I, I truly do think he could have been in that maybe that conversation, but unfortunately, didn't get the trust early on. I don't think, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, eight and two can't really complain. Um, now we're going to quickly um, skim for a few games because they're not really the most glamorous games before going on to the late slate. Um, so we got the Buccaneers going to the Colts, the Patriots going to the Giants, a rematch of two Super Bowls in recent memory, and the Panthers traveling to the Titans. Now I'm going for wins for the Colts. I'm going for the Patriots to win, which may surprise people, and also the Tennessee Titans to beat the Panthers. I I think you know the t- Titans and Colts is fair enough. But I think the reason my Patriots won is just because. I think that the Giants got a win. I think it's you no. Know, I think it was a bit of a, a bit of a flawed win to be honest. Um, the Commanders aren't great. Um, I think it was a bit of a hollow win. And I just think the Patriots they are due a win. They got they beat the Bills. They're capable of beating teams. Um, I just think that they have to win at some point soon. I think they've been terrible. Don't get me wrong. They've been awful this year. One of the most un- underwhelming teams this year. But I just think that they're. I I don't know. This is a feeling inside me that they're going to get this job done. I hope they don't. Obviously, for obvious reasons, I want the Giants to win. Uh, but I just, I just think that they may surprise people here and get the win. But for you, Aaron, those three games, what are your predictions? Yeah, I've got Bucks, Giants, and Titans winning those three. So I've got two of those. I've got on opposite to you. Uh, I think all three of them are a flip of a coin. They really are. And I think um, so. Looking at the Bucks and Colts, I think. I literally, I, I did say, <laughs> I got, I, I'm going to sound like a, a, like a, got a horribly, horrible gambling problem here, but I, I, I don't, because I keep, but I keep mentioning the spread and all that sort of stuff. It's one of those games where if I was betting on it, I'd bet the under. It, not going to be a high scoring, I don't think. Um, I know the other two, I definitely would, but the, it, it's a toss of a coin. I got books taking it, but, Again, it's not something where I'm sat there like, oh yeah, the books have got it. That's a flip of a coin. Um, Patriots Giants again. This is a game of I think who wants to lose more. I don't think either team has any stake in winning, apart from maybe like you say the Patriots, because I don't think Bill Belichick is someone who's got a who wants to lose in any way, shape, or form ever. But I think maybe. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna just give it to home field advantage on that one, and I haven't watched I watched a few Giants games early on, and God, they look so bad. But then again, the the Patriots that I've watched recently, they also look terrible. 
Um, and then again, Panthers Titans, terrible game. Uh, I, it's one that they definitely not. Those two, those last two, that definitely one that's not going to grace my television this weekend, uh, except maybe for Red, uh, Red, whatever happens on Red Zone. Um, I've got Titans taking it, but none of those three games do I have any real stake or kind of conviction in my answer. I feel like I was thinking about it last night and said I had to put one team in bold. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. I think the. The, the, the Giants, Patriots, and Panthers, Titans. There's really nothing riding on this game, but I think the Buccaneers, Colts is a dream. I think they're both teams out on the bubble. They're teams that are sort of in amongst the mix, the wild card spot. So um, I think there's, that game's got a bit of stake in it, but literally those two games, um, literally anything really that's I think for any three of those four teams, um, it's, it's Caleb Williams stakes, but that's really about it. Um, now heading on to the late state, the first lot of two nine oh five games is in Arizona as the Cardinals host the Rams. Now this may be another shot position. I'm going for the Cardinals to win. Um, I know the Rams got the win against the Hawks, but I wasn't convinced by their performance at all. And they've been a bit hit and miss this year, like we all expected. But I just think that the Cardinals, with Kyler Murray back, he looked a massive upgrade on on Clayton Tune. Um, from, obviously. Um, so yeah, I think the Rams have just. They, they look good at the start of the year because of five people, but they've just recently they've gone a bit off the ball and they've lost their way a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to give the Cardinals a win. I think I've got I've got Rams here. Uh, I'm very excited to see Kyler back. I have just done... Um, I feel like if this game goes and what it, the rest of the season goes the way I hope, it, hope it's going to go, um, I kind of feel it's going to go. I'm very happy because I've just had a decent trade in one of my fantasy leagues for Kyler Moore. Um, and I feel like I've got a little bit of a steal with him. So I I, I have a stake in this game fantasy-wise, So which which I do want the Cardinals to do well. But the, the defence so far for me just gives up too many points. I think only Chicago... Chicago, Washington, and the Giants give up. Defense has given up more points this season than the Cardinals, and it, it might be a game of. I think that that's not helped with how little the off or how at times little the offense has been on the field and all that sort of stuff. I know that's not helped, and Kyler Murray's going to help that. But yeah, that that defense is a little bit leaky for me, and if. That that you, I mean, look the, the hoodie and the hat and the the first game that we spoke about should tell you everything. I'm never going to bet against Matthew Stafford either, so I, I I can't I can't see anything other than a Rams win, not not a blowout, but I, it, it's a comfortable Rams for me. And if you mentioned fancy, of course, in our in our charity league, which um you know it's almost at the end now. We're actually at the playoffs um next week, which I hadn't realised so really on, but. Of course, I am leading the way, but I want to talk about really, really, because um, I mean, first of all, if you are listening and you want to donate, we are actually accepting donations until the Super Bowl's ended. Uh, obviously, we'll have our winner and our charity in mind in three or four game weeks' time, uh, but we are going to keep it open for a bit longer just to get people, chance people to give donations to the to our, which will be in a few weeks, our chosen charity. And I had um, Joe Burrow as my quarterback in this league, uh, I believe it was. Yeah, Joe Burrow in my fantasy league. Of course, season-ending injury, um, you think, oh, no, season-ending. But very luckily for me, who's my backup? 
Kyler Murray, who's been on my injury reserve all year long, he's now come in. So very fortunate time because I've had another league where I've got Nick Chubb and it's basically just completely thrown off my league. But this league, I've been very lucky to be able to have this. Um, luck- I still have QB luck. Yeah, I mean, there's other I, leagues, maybe not not the same case, but um, yeah, this one particularly, it's um, yeah, fantastic. There's a gentleman who put me in a 32-team auto-pick league earlier this year, and the auto-pick gave me uh, Sam Darnold as my starting quarterback. I remember that. that And Yeah, I bet you do. Um, (laughs) And then I had to kind of like not trade the house, but really put some in at the start of the season just to get Deshaun Watson and look how that one's turned Oh, out. my God, mate. So, well, that's on you. That is on you. You picked him picked him at your own peril. <laughs> well, I, it was like there weren't many options for people who had a decent QB who wanted to get rid of, or had the, the guy who I got him off was just like, please, for the love of God, I don't want Deshaun Watson. Someone take him off me. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I need a QB, so I, I'll, I'll do it. But yeah, I was, I was a little bit upset with that one, but it's, it's nice to watch someone else have some nice QB look in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, now, you mentioned Sean Watson, actually, perfect timing um, with the Browns traveling to the Broncos. Um, of course, Watson is out for the year. DTR came in, did okay the game I went to, but for that reason, I'm going to give the Broncos a win. I just have, I think they've looked really good, and I think generally they, they're going to make the playoffs. Now, I do not want them in the, in the playoffs at all. I do not want to face Broncos because it could happen. They could get the fifth seed or we could have the third seed. They have the sixth seed. But the worst team we can face right now will be the Broncos because first of all, they're in red-hot form. But if they take on a team that they lost to by 50 points and gave up 70 points to, they're going to be so determined to get that win. And I worry about them. I, I want Pittsburgh. Honestly, that's my... If, 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 if I want any team to make the playoffs and we play in the wildcard round, I want Pittsburgh Steelers. But... I do not want the Broncos because they're going to be eager for revenge. It's going to look silly on us. If we beat them by 70 points, by 50 points, then lose them in the wildcard round, we're going to look like fools. So I'm hoping they do lose this game um, and don't make the playoffs. But I do think ultimately they're in good form. They beat the Vikings. Uh, really, the Vikings beat themselves, but they beat the Vikings. What a catch from Courtney Sutton. And I think they're going to get the job done against what is a great Cleveland defence. Yeah, I did. I've got, it, I've got it down as Broncos win, but... Um... Cleveland defense doesn't make it easy. Um, I I don't think the Browns have it. I, they have a lot of really good offensive weapons, but I just I'm not sure on how they're going to distribute it to those weapons. I just I just don't know. And for for whatever's been said, I know that defense gave up seventy points earlier this year, but they've got some pieces on that defense that really are playmakers who can. Um, and I like again wait. If you want, we can bring it back to fantasy. I have a number of offensive Browns assets in in my in my leagues, uh, including my personal torment of Amari Cooper, who every year, I, there's a long story behind that one, but it's a personal torment of mine. Um, and I, so I I know how like that they've got no, numerous playmakers who make who were really really good on the Browns, but. Yeah, the Broncos are on the up at the moment. The Broncos are... Things are finally clicking for them. It, it'd it be hard to bet against them while they've got such a... While they're on the up like they are, and the Browns have just lost the key piece in Deshaun Watson. So, I, I, I think Bronco, Broncos, definitely. 
Yeah, fair enough. And we're going to quickly skim through three games because, frankly, they're not really worth talking about there. For me, they're very easy predictions. Uh, Chiefs at Raiders, I'm going for the Chiefs. Baltimore Ravens at Chargers. Sunday Night Football, I've gone for the Ravens. I think they're just far too good and the Chargers are in disarray. And then the Bears taking on the Vikings in Minnesota on Monday Night Football. I've gone for the Vikings winning this game. I just think that the Bears are awful and the Vikings have looked good. Even in their loss against the Broncos, they should have won that game. So, yeah. How about you, Aaron? Um... Yeah, I think the Chiefs-Raiders game, definitely Chiefs. Um, I, I don't see anything anything else coming out of that game. However, um, I watched the um, you know, watching the Eagles-Chiefs game the other night. It's If those receivers can, as long as they can actually make the bloody catches... They'll be fine, um, but it it didn't look. That's a, the second time that I've noted this season. I've watched this season that the receivers have been a problem. Because um, if you look back to week one against the Lions and Kadarius Toner had butterfingers all game, and that is it to a certain extent. That's what. That's what won us the game in week one. And again, not to take anything away from the Eagles, but for me, it wasn't necessarily a case of the Eagles winning on Monday. It was a case of the Chiefs losing on Monday. And I hate I hate that to kind of turn that. But yeah, against the Raiders, no problem. As long as... Um, uh, yeah, I, I don't see anything else. The Ravens Chargers... I think that they're what the Chargers are one for a head coach who's on the hot seat at the moment. I think they're um, they're, they're not offensively they look good. You can never count Justin Her Justin Herbert is looking as good as ever. I think, um, but they just they just can't get it going. They can't make it click. They can't just, just can't make it work. And the Ravens, well, the less said about them for me, the better. And you were there for that one. They're damn good for me. They're the best team in the NFL at the moment. Into in, in making, oh, at least they look the best to me. But I, I it's really, really, really good. Lamar Jackson is absolutely balling out with his legs, but showing people again that man has an arm, and don't ever count that arm out. So Ravens take that one hundred percent for me. And then finally, I've got Bears Vikings. Uh, I'll refer you back to a famous Gary Neville quote, and I think you know which one. I'm not going to say it on on your podcast, but uh, about whether, whether who would you prefer to win, City or Liverpool? Um, so the it, it, it's one of those kind of games where I I, I don't want to pick a winner, but the Vikings the the Bears look terrible after after Sunday. I'm looking at the Bears and saying, if you can't win a game like that, what can you win? Josh Dobbs looks good now he's with the Vikings. The Vikings don't look like they've lost anything with Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, it's not a contest. It's The, the Vikings will take a comfortable dub there. Absolutely. I, I love that. Neville reference there. I know exactly what you're uh, what you're referring to. Um, but our final game we're going to talk about is the the final game on nine twenty five pm on the Sunday. And I'm intrigued what your stance is on this game as the Buffalo Bills take on the Philadelphia Eagles at the Lincoln Financial Field. 
Aaron, who's winning this game? Oh, it's Eagles. Oh, and I, I, the Bills are another one of those teams. They look damn good, but they can't make it happen. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's a contest. That's again after after Monday. As much as I say the Chiefs lost that game, not necessarily the Eagles winning it. After you win a game like that, in the fashion that you did, who's stopping them? Uh, well, I'll, I'll tell you something. The Bills are going to stop them. I think Bills are winning this game. I Jenny, I've got this feeling. I'm not. I'm not even. I'm very confident that the Bills are going to win this game. Now, Joe Brady's come in, albeit as against terrible Jets offense. They looked far better in that game. Looked like their old selves we saw in weeks two, three, and four or five. But the Eagles have the fourth worst pass defense when it comes to yards allowed per game, and that's the one thing I think that. Everyone talks about Josh Allen's legs, but I still think his biggest strength is his arm strength. And if you've got someone like Diggs, you've got Dalton Kincaid, who I think could be a very good at catching tight end. If you've got that, I think the Bills are going to be rejuvenated. You mentioned Matt Canada firing in Pittsburgh Steelers. I think they're going to be with a new, without um, Ken Dorsey and out, I think they're going to be a new team. I still think they're going to make the playoffs, and I wouldn't completely buy them off winning the division yet. If we lose a couple of games, I think they could come back into contention. But for me, I do think that they're going to win this game. I think the Eagles are, firstly, they're due a loss. They've only lost one game this year. Their secondary has been at times a bit exposed. I mean, I know in the game against the Chiefs, it was the run defence that was their, was their um, sorry, it was their pass defence that was the was the better of the two rather than then the run defence, which is still the best in the league. But I just think that, you know, if they're going to, if they're going to silence out James Cook and Latavius Murray and all that, they're going to need Josh Allen to be at his best. And I think that, with a new coordinator, he's going to be the old Josh Allen we, we know and love. Well, most people know and love. And I think they're going to they're going to get the win. And I've got this confidence. I mean, Eagles for me are the best team in the NFC uh, record wide, but I don't think they're the best team in the NFC to watch. I think the Niners are a better team, and I think the Lions could beat them on their days. Uh, but I, I, I yeah, I got a feeling that that secondary, which has been their weakness this year, is going to get exposed against Bills, and the Bills are going to have a get-right game, and they're going to be remind everyone why they're still a team to beat in the AFC. Yeah, well, I get, I get that, and I think the Bills are overdue a game. They're, they're overdue one, but I don't know. Um, I I have such a, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit too, I've got a dog in this fight, and the Lions' pessimism is finally kicking in for something. Um. I, I'd, I'd, I'd wet myself with excitement uh, nearly midnight on Sunday night if if we could go into into next week level with the Eagles at the top of the NFC. But I'd, yeah, I just I don't see it. Unfortunately, um, maybe it's just a protective, you know, hope. hope. <laughs> Hope for the best, but prepare for the worst. But no, I, I do see it. It would be nice, though, to see it because uh, I think, yeah, they are, they are overdue a good game, the Bills, and they're, they're overdue a win. I think you're also right. The Eagles are overdue a loss. Um, But it it, 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 is, it is what it is. Um, And I think, yeah, for me, on paper at this moment in time, I know the game's not played on paper, but on paper at this moment in time, the way things are going, I, I can see. All I can see is an Eagles win on at the moment. Well, I hope so. You know, it would really help the Dolphins out. I think if we can beat the the, the Raiders, beat the Jets, and the Bills lose to the Eagles, 
And even if you go on a week later and they lose to the Chiefs and we win our game, I think it's against Commanders or is it against the... So whoever it is week after that, if we can get those two wins and the Bills lose those two games, I think that would pretty much all but seal the AFCs, which I've never seen as winner of the division, like yourself with your division. Uh, so I think on Sunday it's going to be a case where you're cheering on the um, Bills and I'm cheering on the Eagles. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, to be quite honest with you, my little brother's a Bills, well, a Bills fan. Um, so I've there's always that little bit of sweet because he talks, he talks mad trash for a 13-year-old who's not <laughs> He's watched like two games, and both of them have been Lions games. Um, okay. So, I, 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 there's a little bit in it for me there, but no, I, I think I, I would, I am kind of rooting for the Bills. Would like to, I would like to see them win, um, but yeah, I just, I can't prepare for, prepare for the worst. Yeah. I, I see, I'll see the Eagles winning at the moment. Well, we have in total five different games where we've done different winners. So we've both gone for wins for the Lions, the Cowboys, the Niners, Dolphins, um, Jags, Titans, Broncos, Chiefs, Ravens and Vikings. It's actually seven, not six. So we both. So I've gone for the Saints to beat the Falcons. Aaron's gone for the Falcons to beat the Saints. I've gone for the Steelers to beat the Bengals. Aaron's gone for the Bengals to beat the Steelers. I've gone for the Colts win over the Buccaneers, whereas Aaron's gone for the Buccaneers. Aaron's gone for the Giants win over the Patriots. I've gone for the Patriots win. Uh, Aaron has gone for the Rams to beat the Cardinals. I've gone for the Cardinals. And I've gone for the Bills to beat the Eagles, whereas Aaron has gone for the Eagles. Um, but yeah, that is where we'll end the podcast for today. So first of all, huge thank you once again, mate, for coming on. Absolute pleasure, as always. There are very few... I love chatting with just about anybody about about this wonderful sport, but there are very few that I enjoy chatting with more, if any. So I oh always very grateful for you having me. Well, very kind words, mate. Thank you so much. And um yeah, really appreciate that. And of course, if you are new to Aaron's work, do check out his podcast, The Sleep at Work NFL. I've still got to listen to your Claire de Bear podcast. That's one I'm looking forward to listening to. Um but yeah, just been mad, mad busy right now. But that is on yeah. the is on my list as well as any others that yep. come away in the future. Uh, if you like my question, I do on these podcasts where I ask about um, why you choose a certain team. As you mentioned on a lot on your last appearance on the show, Aaron, it's basically my question on steroids in your podcast. Yeah. So yeah, if you like my intro question to new guests, that is the one for you. Uh, um, do you out to see if it work. Yeah, and I think we've got. I've taken a little bit of a break just because other work and all sorts of stuff has kind of taken yeah. off a little bit, and also yeah. while the regular season's on, we've got. Podcasts like these ones where actually what we want is actual NFL content and talking about the games and stuff. So I've taken a little bit of a break for the regular season, but I've got a, a special episode coming up in which you are a special guest and a couple of others. So do check that out. It's going to drop on the 13th of December. We're recording it next week, but it's going to drop on the 13th of December. Um, so this is an exclusive for your podcast. Oh, okay. You have it. Um uh, so what what we're going to do is we're going to talk five international series games have been played this year. Fifty what fifteen years ish since the first game. I think it's about time that some of the, the some of us and you are one of the fans with the, some of the most experience of of everything that the NFL do here. And we need to have a look and say like just 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 have a look and have our say on what we think the NFL should look like and does look like in the uk what's working what's not um because there, there are a lot of people who were not upset 
but frustrated with what the NFL are doing because it they don't feel it's in the best interests of the fans here. So let let's have our say on it. Let's let's talk about it. So, yeah, I look um, forward to that one. I look forward to it, it a lot. Thirteenth of December, that one will be dropping, and then the new season will be out. I think it's the the Wednesday in between week eighteen and preseason week uh, postseason week one. So I think that's the tenth of January. But first episode of the next season is dropping then, and I do have an like a double special guest for that one. Not someone everyone knows, but we do done something a little bit different. So yeah, well, I look forward to that one. Um, and yeah, if you are listening, do check it out. But in the meantime, this has been our Across the Pod Week 12 Thanksgiving special preview. I've been, as ever, your host, Annie Davis. This has been our returning guest, Aaron Fletcher. And we will see you guys next time. Take care. Bye.